Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome to a special weekend edition of In Black and Right, Life After Row. And yes, it's going to be a fun one, folks. And before we get into today's uh, adventure into fun, uh, we are still the uh, new definition of color commentary. And yes, we're going to have some fun this weekend, continuing the celebration of the overturning of Roe versus Wade as announced yesterday by the United States Supreme Court. And also, if you have comments for me, questions, whatever, uh, send an email to inblackandright at gmail.com or check out our website uh, where you can subscribe and get all sorts of things uh, sent to you, let you know what's going on at inblackandright.net. So yesterday, we had fun. It was WTF Friday in probably the best way. And yes, it was fun. I had an absolute blast. I was overjoyed. Praise God. And now we're getting into the post-Row era. And frankly, it started last night. Now, yes, there were some protests in uh, D.C., other areas of the country, uh, Detroit, Phoenix, Los Angeles, uh, at the state capitol in Phoenix, a uh, place that I used to call home a few years ago, they used, police used tear gas to disperse the protesters who were looking, I think, to uh, rush the capitol. Uh, nope, sorry. The night of rage was not as well as planned by the uh, Jane's Revenge and Ruth sent us crowd and Antifa and other uh, wackadoodle militant psychotic pro dead baby folks and yes I'm going to not use pro-abortion uh, these because abortion all it does is you end up with a dead baby and frankly that's where I'm going to stand because they the left like to manipulate language well guess what so do I I'm pretty good at the art of wordplay and so hey I don't mind but anyway uh, so yeah we had some there, there were some riots well protests I guess um, they didn't there wasn't really a whole lot of craziness going on in dc i mean yeah they were loud they were a little obnoxious but they didn't get uh too crazy but there is now the concern that even though it kind of fizzled on friday uh it's supposed to possibly sizzle today on saturday and throughout the rest of the weekend and yes uh, cities are on high alert. Catholic churches are on high alert. Uh, frankly, it should be some Protestant churches too because these people don't care who they mess up. Uh, Pro-life organizations, uh, crisis pregnancy centers, uh, 
yes, they too are on alert. Uh, even uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York, which is a beautiful place. I've, I saw it many years ago. Uh, they have the NYPD guarding the place. And wow. And I'm thinking, did Eric Adams actually do something smart? Or, well, no, probably not. It, they probably did it themselves because, uh, well, Eric Adams is still bald, black, and a buffoon. And yes, this is a black man saying it. So, so, stop, so don't even think about the whole racist thing because that's stupid too. But I'll tell you, today is the start of the new phase of the fight for life for the right to life and it's going to be now starting in state legislatures because for the people who in the media who are bringing out all of these goofy people uh democrat politicians uh dingbat lawyers so on and so forth talking about things like starry decisis uh, which has to do with going against the pre any kind of precedent as far as the case goes. Well, here's some facts for you. Stare decisis is not, I repeat, not some absolute principle. Because if it was, there wouldn't be, uh, well, actually, there would be things like uh, because this is Roe versus Wade is not the first case that's been overturned by the high court. Okay, historically, get over it. It's not the first case, and it's probably not going to be the last case. Now, anybody remember the Dred Scott decision, 1857? Read it. In a seven to two decision by the high court of that time, it stated that slaves, namely blacks, were not actual people. They were three-fifths of a person. They had no citizenship rights, no voting rights, no rights really whatsoever. They were nothing more than property, commodities to be bought, sold, and traded like stocks on the New York Stock Exchange. So if that didn't get dealt with by the Civil War and the post-Civil War era coming up with uh, new amendments to the Constitution, we would still have the Dred Scott decision, interestingly enough. And nobody wants to talk about that. Plessy versus Ferguson. That was one messed up case. Then Brown versus Board of Education essentially overturned Plessy versus Ferguson. So yeah, that was a, that was a stupid case as well, which eventually got corrected by the high court because back then they were freaking idiots and they were racist and they had all kinds of problems but yes it did get straightened out by the high court and it did overrule itself might have taken a while but it got done now there's that now of course you have other people who are just plain straight-up idiots Democrat idiots, and one of them, my personal favorite to pretty much put through a meat grinder, is Maxine Officer Meds, the Big Mouth Waters. Uh, 
yes, the to me, Maxine Waters is the craziest black woman in the United States Congress, with Sheila Jackson Lee a close second. But for her to go down there, and she is really the face of the congressional black cuckoos, with her wagging her finger defiantly telling the crowd down there, the the pro-dead baby folks that and and I love the headline by uh, Newsmax in their story representative waters to protesters to hell with the the hell with the Supreme Court we will defy them now in one statement one delusional grandiose asinine statement <laughs> Maxine Waters really have, has told the story about the Democrat Party or Democrat Party. You can choose whichever. It's interchangeable. With her bony finger point, shaking it at the cameras and saying, we we're, we're going to defy you. It's like, one, you just told us that you are a spawn of Satan by that. Number two. Because you're a spawn of Satan, you don't you have no problem disposing of the rule of law and even less of a problem embracing the rule of lawlessness. Because obviously, once again, loudmouth Maxine doesn't understand and has blatantly shown that she does not understand the concept of the separation of powers. Have you ever heard of that, Maxine? Hmm? Have you? Because you, as a member of Congress, are a part of the legislative branch. The Supreme Court is the judicial branch. And you, as a member of Congress, can wag your finger and, oh, and open your big mouth and say that you're going to defy them. But the problem is, you have just essentially said that the judicial branch is not a co-equal and separate branch of government the way the Constitution set it up. And you're just going to, no, you just defy that. You did. And so I'm like, oh, God. Maxine Waters, I swear you make me embarrassed to be a black man in America with a brain. Ugh. I mean, my gosh, I don't know how the heck the folks of your district keep sending you back again and again and again but this is obviously someone who doesn't have a brain and makes these grand pronouncements saying that we will defy you it's like you're not going to defy a damn thing maxine okay you can you can pander to all of those women and well and some men too but i'll deal with that in a minute that, yeah, you're going to defy them. It's like, what are you going to do, Maxine? Hmm? What do you believe in your reprobate mind that you can do to defy the Supreme Court? Now, that's going to be the question. And nobody's asked it. Because the mainstream corporate media will do what they've always done. They will continue to lie. They will continue to obfuscate. They will continue to frame the issue as purely political. And guess what, folks? It's not. It is not. And I'm a little concerned that the, on 
the only folks I've really seen, with few exceptions, who have talked about this issue for the pro-life side are Catholic priests. And God bless them, because the Catholic Church and me as a Protestant want to give them the credit which they are richly due. The Catholic Church has gone and stood up for life pretty much ever since this craziness began. And many of the people in the early years are no longer with us, but they prayed for a day like this. They got, and there were, and not to say that Protestants didn't, because there's a lot that have, and I give them credit as well. But on a great momentous occasion such as this, why am I hearing mostly Catholics? Where are the Protestants? Where are the leaders? They should be out there. I mean, then there are a few. I mean, of course, Franklin Graham, one of them. God bless him. I mean, he has been incredibly consistent on this issue. And he's certainly a name that is very well known. But, and I wonder, to anybody who might hear this, I, I, I kind of hope you'll do me a favor here. Uh, if you're going to your church on Sunday... Let me know if your pastor talks about Roe versus Wade from the pulpit, talking about the life issue. And send me an email in black and white at gmail.com. Let me know if they did or didn't, and if they did, what did they say? Because I'm curious, because I want to see if, uh, the ch going to church tomorrow myself, if they'll mention it. Or is it just going to be something that just kind of gets like, oh, yay, happy, you know, you get a little bit of an honorable mention, and it's like, and they move on. It's like, no, folks. I, that, that makes me nervous. Because this is big league stuff. It's not just historic. It's epically historic. For the people who have prayed uh, for those leaders, those ministers, parish priests or or Christian or Protestant pastors who have spoken out on this issue, who have spoken up on this issue. I mean, my goodness. It's like you should be it, it's worth celebrating. But come Monday morning, you know, after the craziness and the left having their temper tantrums, uh that's pretty bad. Uh, but hey, never mind. You know, I, I don't care. I don't care about the protests. I mean, they are just essentially acting nothing more than impotent, petulant, spoiled brats who didn't get their pony. I'm not worried about that. But I, but I do. Um, I, I do have my concerns. Uh, and I'm hoping. And Merrick Garland, the <laughs> the supposed attorney general, elitist, pointy-headed, and I'm thinking maybe he might be getting a little bit of petty revenge because he never got nominated for the Supreme Court. And so now as attorney general, it's like, okay, yeah, we're, I'm going to get my revenge. Frankly, he's been MIA on so many things. It's not even funny. And frankly, he should be. 
come January, when the Republicans, uh, you know, take over, that man should have impeachment charges filed against him day one. The man is a, he's feckless, he's reckless, and so many other things. He's not doing his dang job. I mean, he's allowed these protests at the homes of members of the high court. And now, next on their ever-loving list is Clarence Thomas, arguably the most influential black conservative in the entire country. And the left hates him. They absolutely hate them with every fiber of their being because he will not bend to their twisted will. He won't do it. The man is too tough. He's too smart and been through too much to give in to a mob mentality energized by Satan himself. And I'm thinking, thank you, thank you, thank you, Justice Thomas who just a couple of days ago celebrated his 74th birthday, and I hope he had himself a great old time. And even now, Justice Thomas has made certain uh, allusions uh, to other cases that he might be wanting to rehash over again. I'm like, hmm, like maybe gay marriage? Oh, I'd love to see that. I would, yes, I would love to see that. Now, I know some people are like, well, you're just a homophobe. You're just one of those Christians. I said, mm, what do you mean one of those Christians? The ones that won't, uh, if you're talking about not compromising the word of God, not compromising the principles of God, because you want me to somehow bend to your will and think that your lifestyle and choice of lifestyle is okay? No, not going to happen. I can't do it in good conscience. Now, if you want whatever you want to do behind closed doors as consenting adults, knock yourself out. I can't do I, I can't do anything about that. I have no say in that matter. But if you're going to expect me to in lockstep with what you want then it's like no sorry not gonna happen because my my Bible says that I'm supposed to uphold a, a godly standard not to just sort of affirm perversion sorry I can't do it I mean I don't affirm thieves if you're a thief, then, oh, well, God accepts me just as you are, just as I am. It's like, no, he doesn't. He expects change. The, the nature of God is redemptive. He doesn't want to see you continue down this road. Well, I'm just that way. You, have to, you need to accept me. I'm like, I'm not going to affirm that. I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it. I'm sorry if this upsets you, but, and if it upsets anyone, well, sorry, get over it. Because I know myself, and yeah, I might be a little too intense for some, but when it comes down to it, 
I want to go to bed every night with a clean conscience knowing that I stood up for what was right, I stood up for what was godly, and if people don't like what I say, they are absolutely free to disagree with me. And if you want to act like a total horse's butt, knock yourself out. But is it going to change who I am? Is it going to change what my core convictions are? The answer is no. Very simple. No. Get all mad if you want to, but no. I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to really change. At least I know where, who I am. And if you're going to pretty much condemn me and damn me, let it be for what I truly believe and who I truly am. That's all there is to that. And frankly, that kind of leads me into another, uh, another a little side subject. Now, yes, I've heard from a lot of pro-life women. And I've been seeing interviews. I've heard from them. And they are, and it's fantastic. But frankly, I'm asking myself, where are the guys? Where are the men? Where are the pro-life men? Now I know most of them, most of the most of the men who who are pro-life, they are pastors, and yeah, some of them will be rather forthright in their beliefs, and others just kind of, well, I don't want to get involved. That's it. Why? Are you really ashamed of life? Are you ashamed of of the scripture? that tells us and commands us we have life and death set before us and it tells us to choose life it's not and it's in the imperative form it's like you choose life not like well maybe if in certain circumstances no you choose it straight up no fear no apology no regret and that is what I've done and I did it many many years ago I chose life and and I mean that's all life from babies in the womb to those who suffer from chronic illnesses I mean this whole death with dignity thing I mean I was living in Oregon when that nonsense started and the church wimped out then I'm going okay if this is going to be something that's going to be a regular thing then why am I even going to church anyway? If they're not going to stand up for godly principles, if they're not going to stand up for life at all stages, then what the heck am I doing? Am I just wasting my Sundays? I mean, I could probably go to an NFL game and have a better time. At least they're more passionate. And they have, and they're not always fair weather. So who knows? But yeah, there's a lot of things going on that have really made me rethink or at least brought up some things to think about. And it is not an easy issue. Not by a long shot. And it's going to be a state-by-state -state legislative fight to change this death culture that has been unleashed on us almost 50 years ago. And what really made it interesting and i just discovered this listening to an interview that 
This is the 50th year of Roe v. Wade. And the biblical concept, the biblical idea of the year of Jubilee, every 50 years, it is a celebration. There is a freedom that comes. And I thought, wow, I didn't think of it that way. And now it makes me even happier. Now it's going to get ugly. Do not lull yourselves into thinking that, yes, Roe v. Wade is overturned and everything's just going to be all peachy. Uh-uh. Get that thinking out of your mind. The fight has only started. And yes, this weekend you're going to have protests and maybe some riots and whatever. Let the left rage on. Let them. Now, I don't want anybody to get hurt, but apparently they don't seem to have it that way. I mean, pro Christians, Catholics, pro-life politicians, pro-life organizations, just be ready. Stay on alert. You know, and same thing in, for churches tomorrow. Not just Catholic churches, but Protestant churches as well. Keep your eyes open because these people will absolutely have no problem coming in and pretty much trying to prove why they are essentially Satan's useful idiots. They will. It's already happened at Joel Osteen's church in Houston, and that was before the decision came out. Can you imagine what some churches are going to be going through now that the decision is out? Ay, 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 ay. So stay sharp, folks. Stay sharp. Because it's going, to, it's going to get weird for a while. It's going to get rough for a while. We cannot rest on our laurels now. Now, granted, there are some states that have already uh, had abortion bans kick in, uh, provided, uh, and this was before the decision came. So they had a trigger mechanism in there that if Roe v. Wade was overturned by the court, Boom, the abortion ban would go into effect immediately. And yes, and there, of course, the woke, once again, proving why you go woke and go broke. Disney being one of these companies to pay for the expenses of their employees. And they're treating it like a health benefit. You know, yes, we're go we will pay for your expenses to go and go kill a baby. Is it any wonder that Disney has lost so much money, so much credibility, their stock is a mess, and everything around them is going in a hurry? Lightyear, the movie Lightyear got all woke and was a disaster at the box office. Disney stock has been down as much as 50% just in the last few months because they wanted to get woke. And so, go woke, go broke. And now, the, the NBA and the WNBA have released a joint statement about women's health care. It's like, 
Abortion is not health care. It's not health care. Because it's really weird. If you have a woman going in there to kill a baby, how is that health care? How is that health care? And don't ask logical questions of these people because it'll completely flummox them. It'll just absolutely make their neurons fry if you actually use things like logic, science, anything, common sense even. It will mess them up 50 ways to Sunday. It, they will. So just enjoy this time, my friends. Just enjoy the time right now. This is a beautiful thing. And yet, come November, this is going to be interesting to see that although you have all of these angry people and they're looking to get more suburban women, but I don't think this is going to be an issue because the truth is you can still get an abortion. You just have to find a state that's okay with it. Now you're, and there's plenty of those. New York has opened, has rolled out the welcome mat. It's like, hey, you want to come and kill your baby? Come to New York State. Come to New York City. Same in Cali the entire West Coast, not just California. California, Oregon, Washington. Hey, come on. We'll be happy to kill your baby. And we'll even get other people to pay for it. Oh, I mean, it's, it's enough to make me want to puke. But it's like, hey, in, in Illinois, Tonight, President Trump in Quincy, Illinois, is doing a Save America rally. And a blue state like Illinois, hey, they've got no problem. They'll be happy to uh, help kill your baby and other blue states. So it's not like you can't get one, ladies. But you have to do it. You have to probably do it in another place if you happen to live in a state that has a ban. Oh, where? Oh, terrible. You're going to endanger these people. It's like, oh, stop it. The hyperbole of the left is so predictable, so pathetic, and seriously annoying. There's, they're trying to make it sound like, oh, abortions are banned everywhere. No, they're not. That's the truth. Do I like it? No. But abortions are not banned everywhere. You can go to a blue state and get one. But it means you're going to have to do it yourself. No help from the government. Or, I mean, in the sense of, yeah, they'll help you to a degree, but you're, it's not, there is no constitutional right to an abortion. Anybody who has any real knowledge and is intellectually has integrity about the Constitution will tell you the exact same thing. There is no constitutional right to an abortion. There isn't. There never has been. Roe versus Wade was actually a case that was decided without, and I repeat, without any precedent before it. It was completely made up by an activist court. And now that it's been overturned, there's like, oh no, you have to stick with precedent. Precedent. It's like, Roe v. Wade never had a precedent 50 years ago. It never went really through the states. 
It never did. It was a states' rights issue from the beginning. But now, now that it's going back to the states and everybody's like, <laughs> stop whining. If you want an abortion in a state with a ban, you're going to actually have to earn it. You're going to have to work for it. It's not going to be given to you automatically. You have to work for it, which means you have to lobby your state legislature, your senators, your state reps, whoever your governor is. You're going to have to work for it, folks. You don't get it automatically. Now, stop acting like a bunch of impudent, spoiled, rotten brats, petulant children, and actually, you're going to have to work for it on a state-by-state -state basis. Now, there are blue states, like red states, that have already said, hey, come on out. We're going to, keep your, we're going to be a safe haven and a safe harbor if you want to have an abortion. I mean, California is the biggest with New York a very close second, but you're not, it's not going to happen in Florida because Florida has already dealt with the issue. So who knows? Anyway, my friends, even though there's a lot more to do on this, there is a lot more. But for today, I'm just going to simply say, hey, take her easy. Have yourself a great weekend. I'm going to be getting ready for tonight's rally and in illinois with president trump and boy is it gonna be hotter than a louisiana ghost pepper oh that is for sure so anyway friends have a great rest of the weekend i will be doing another uh special edition of the podcast the audio podcast come tomorrow on a sunday i normally don't work on sundays but this is too big of an issue to ignore and i will continue my thoughts on this on uh tomorrow's special edition of the program so so far have a great weekend if you're looking for something to watch tonight watch president trump at his rally in quincy illinois but until then and until tomorrow have yourself a great one take care of yourselves and remember as always patriots come in all colors